Hi guys, welcome back to Raising Hell with Vanessa and Adele. I'm your host, Vanessa Johnson. And Adele Givanello. And today we're going to be discussing how to build a resume and we're going to be receiving some advice from someone who has been in this department for 30 plus years. Yeah, so um, right before we start, we just like to preface that the audio quality, this is, we're recording this the next day and um, the audio quality was really bad. We had our AC unit running, so please forgive us. Um, we'll really try to have the sound a bit better in our next episodes, but um, we'll see you guys in just a bit. All right, welcome back to our podcast. I'm here with Kristen Givanello. Um, she's my mother, and she's going to be talking about resume building. Do you, do you want to introduce your background a little bit to show that you're a sure. valid source? <laughs> yeah, so I um, have been working in HR for over 30 years. I started um, way back when I was in uh, high school and then um, college, and then my first full-time job out of college was working at a semiconductor company in Boston, doing benefits and then compensation, HR business partner, and then the last 10 years was doing recruiting. I then moved to a new company a few years ago, which I love. Um, so I've been in HR for a while and recruiting specifically for 10 years. You read a years. lot of resumes. I read a lot of resumes. <laughs> so Vanessa wanted to yeah. kind of lead the questions. So kind of the first thing I was wondering is, um, it's kind of a big question, but what mm-hmm. are the major do's and don'ts? Like when it comes to resume, because I'm sure everyone's wondering. The major do's and don'ts. Well, the first thing I notice is a lot of kids in high school don't have um, a resume at all mm-hmm. <laughs> or a LinkedIn profile. And I think one of the misconceptions, um, a lot of the high school kids or even college for that matter is that they don't think they need to have LinkedIn profile until they have their first real job and I and I think personally that couldn't be farther from the further from the truth because um, having a LinkedIn profile allows you to have one central place where you can store your accomplishments um, your any work history that you have you can edit it at any time but I think one of the things about that is people um, tend to not, you know, not do that at a young age. And that's where a lot of the recruiters hang out is LinkedIn. And mm. this is not sponsored by LinkedIn in any no. way. So I don't you know LinkedIn. it's true. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> she, she makes, she makes me do, I, I always complain, but. But it's she a good a way good to, point, as, yeah. as you get accomplishments and you have jobs you kind of forget you know you move on to your next job Mm -hmm. and then you forget oh wait what was I doing in that job and you're trying to recreate history or what awards did I win in 11th grade what awards did I win when I was a senior you know as you continue to go about in your career and your jobs you should constantly be editing it and then and then maybe you remove the stuff that was earlier on in your career you and, and yeah like, and focus like on right the more now part. i still have like middle school achievements but right. i which is kind of mm-hmm. stupid but once i go to college i'm not gonna put exactly, my yeah. middle school so um, yeah yeah so another thing is um what do you hear too much of you know the how do you stand out in a resume mm-hmm. um 
I think one way to stand out is one thing that's important to remember is LinkedIn is not Instagram, it's not TikTok, it's not <laughs> Facebook, it's not, so it's, it's kind of a professional place mm -hmm. that people want to hear about your skills, your experience, and I think volunteer work is, is important. If you're someone that volunteers for 42 things, I'm not so interested in seeing 42 things because I think, well, how could someone really volunteer for 42 things? And I'd rather you narrow it down to the vital few. Um, and I think I also struggle when kids are in high school or coming out of college and they have a, a three or four page resume. That just doesn't seem right. So I, I always, every one question I get a lot from college kids is how many, you know, how many pages can a resume be? What's the right amount? It depends, you know, sometimes when someone graduates in a STEM major, they've done research or they've participated in papers and they want to list those on there. Um, so maybe you have to kind of strike a balance of which ones are critical and, and was I first author on versus every single one that I didn't participate in, I'll, I'll put it in there. But um, I, I think the days of when when I grew up, you know, your resume, you had your name, your street address, your phone number and all that. I think those days have kind of gone away. So I, I would I'd caution people not to have their specific address on there, but maybe the name, the city and state they're from, their cell number so they can get in touch, um, a link to their LinkedIn profile, an email address that's working that someone <laughs> would be able to reach out to and and get in touch um, and then just kind of you know education work experience volunteer experience um, I think those are kind of some key components that employers like to see mm -hmm. on resumes now do you see anything like that kind of everyone has over and over again that kind of just gets boring I'm not <laughs> sure if there's something everybody has I think this might be more if for probably people who do college admissions. I'm sure they hear the same thing. Yeah. Because yeah, um, I guess it's probably more for the essays. Or, they really hear a lot of the... Yeah, or, okay, so one thing, my mom has been trying to help some one of my coworkers on a resume, and she's, like, repeatedly tried to help this person edit it, and there were some problems you had with that, which maybe you want to explain, like, His, those issues that were... Yeah, he, he had a really long resume, right? He really wanted to go into... Um, the you know criminology or being mm -hmm. a policeman or or EMT um, he had a four page resume and he had every every job he ever had listed on it so on the weekends he's a valet and and then he he does CPR instruction and then he also takes classes and he works as a supervisor and he I, I think he had like four jobs and I think um, while I think it's important to kind of show that you're a hard worker, I think some of those things you can talk about in a in a job interview. But I think if you have all four jobs on there, people, recruiters might look at it and go, wait a minute, this person, it says here till present, here till present, here till, you know, it just gets confusing and they think, well, what does this person want to oh, do? Speaking of that, when you put jobs and things, you need to put the date you started it, and the date it ended. We're, right. Because we also want to talk about basic format for yeah, resumes. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask that. Okay, yeah. sorry. No, um, sorry. Um, 
like one of the things my mom has put on my resume is like say I got some kind of like for my first job I put the date when I started and the date I ended or like if I got in like some award you put the date you received it mm-hmm. so that's an- a lot of college kids when they are graduating so um you know if they haven't graduated yet they can say projected to graduate you know may 2021 or mm-hmm. or graduation projected such and such so what does that kind of does that just show credibility or what is it when you have the dates what does that yeah it, credibility i think you're right mm-hmm. vanessa that's exactly kind of what you know a lot of companies do background checks now mm-hmm. and so one of the things they'll have to do is verify employment. So they'll call previous employers and say, hey, Vanessa said she worked at your company from such and such a date to such and such a date. Um, so they need to verify. Mm-hmm. A lot of times companies will verify dates of employment, um, college degrees, um, GPAs. And so it's interesting. I'm, I'm torn on the GPA. I wasn't someone that had a 3.8 GPA, but I'm a really hard worker. And so I always, I remember when I wanted to work at Google back in the mid 2000s, um, they asked for my GPA and that just bothered me so much because I wasn't the smartest kid in the class and I wasn't getting the highest GPA, Mm -hmm. but I knew I could probably do whatever work they threw at me. So I think it's important that Um, I think now it's shifting a little bit and companies are starting to take a more holistic look instead of... Even with college. Exactly. Um, But I was going to ask, because you wanted to talk, like, do you think high school students should have a GPA for for jobs? Oh, Like high school kids. Um, I I don't think I'd ever think to ask a high school kid about GPAs. I mean, that's going to be something that's important for colleges to see, though. They want to know. Um, like maybe if it well, works to your benefit, would you put it? I guess it would to show like if you have hard yeah. work academically. Because like for example, Vanessa is very smart, mm-hmm. and she's hard I worker. Tell this too. No, yes. Vanessa works really hard, and even if you don't have a previous job, I feel like the fact that you could put your GPA is just a reflection of like okay, well I work hard in the classroom, so I mean, you know. But I also I I feel like too a lot of it's about kind of character now and they're trying to figure out ways how they can see that you're a whole like you're the whole package type thing yeah um, and then I see that you kind of run into problems there too and when, when people are just because you can mold yourself into anything but mm-hmm. um you're right yeah. Vanessa it's a lot about character yeah. and I think that's that's what they're trying to look for and mm-hmm. you know you can you can have someone who's a 4.0 and, and be the biggest jerk on the planet exactly um and they might be someone that you'd never after interviewing you might never recommend them um you can also have someone who's 4.0 and be fabulous mm-hmm. <laughs> um who you're like i want this person on my team so so i think gpa i as an as a employer i probably wouldn't look for gpa at the high school level but once you graduate college I think it, if you're proud of it and it's good, put it on there. If you feel like, oh, I don't know, leave it mm-hmm. off and let them ask you. Yeah. Um, it gets a little silly asking about GPAs once you've... Like, pat, way past. Once it's... Yeah, it would be silly for me to put my GPA. You know, I've been working for so long. If someone said, what, 
well, first of all, I don't know that I'd remember my junior day. <laughs> Second of all, I don't think I'd want to put it on there, but um, I'm just so beyond that now. Yeah. Plus, you've learned, obviously, since high school, you've, you've grown le- as yeah, a person. Yeah, right? You've learned all There's that There's no, like, point average for that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. yeah. Oh so, kind of just the last thing is, I don't know if we've already touched on this, but what are the major things that you should have on your resume, what you should put, what you should make stand out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just the format? Um, so I usually, one thing to remember is now companies, when you upload your resume, I think sometimes people try to get fancy with fonts and formatting and, you know, sometimes I'll see resumes with all the info is in the left-hand column with really neat (laughs) fonts and things Mm -hmm. like that. And then, and then there's a section with work experience and then it's, it's, piled off in like three sections on a one page well I and it's cool and it's like oh this person's very creative however now that resume has to go into an applicant tracking system that all these companies have and the intelligence of the applicant tracking systems might not be uh, advanced enough to know so the the normally the applicant tracking system is saying okay the name will normally be at the top, followed by the address, the city, the state, the zip code, or the phone number, the email address, the LinkedIn profile. And so if they have a resume that's broken off into three different portions, it's probably going, oh, wait a minute, I can't find the name on this resume. So it's it's critical to have like name, state, phone number, email address, LinkedIn profile, and then education. Generally, if you've graduated in the last five, five years, you'd have education next, followed by work experience. At the bottom of that, you might have, you know, awards and... Oh, that's interesting. And then skill sets, right? Uh-huh. So if you know, um, if you know Excel or, you know, Microsoft or Google Docs, whatever, you want to kind of list those skills mm-hmm. under a thing that's called skills. If you're fluent in multiple languages, you might want to put that on there too. If you're a foreign student and um, you graduate from college and you, you know, get your green card, I would, especially now with everything that's going on with um, student visas and things mm-hmm. like that, the, the current mess, hey, but that's for another podcast, but um, I think it's it's so helpful for students to put green card holder or U.S. citizen. Just overall, I think you've kind of already touched up on this, but when on a resume you're saying you don't, you're not for the whole, if you have everything, you know, like put it all on your resume. So are you more interested in the things that like you're someone's maybe truly passionate about or have done the most time in as opposed to just putting a kind of like a bunch of things? Yes. Yeah. I don't care if someone was in, 30 clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not necessarily gonna believe that they've been able to Invest spend that much energy. Yeah, in the clubs. I want to know what are the vital few that you really care about, that you really have a passion for. And um, because I might say, oh, tell me about the, you know, poopy doopy club. And <laughs> they're like, oh, oh, yeah. Well, what, what yeah. did that entail? What was your role? And so um, really be careful 
about unless you're someone that truly does Dumb. all that and, and then sorry truly last thing yeah um, sure. what would you say to someone because I know going through college uh the process to people who think personally for me whenever I do these things I I always think I'm not adequate enough or you know kind of like going through that like what would you say well, to someone that's like so that qualified. <laughs> Oh, you don't think you're adequate? No, just for... I feel like a lo- I've talked to a lot of people, and a lot of people have that have those emotions, and I don't know if that like shows through an application, and just kind of like what you would say just as someone who. Yeah. Um. So how do you? How do come you come off as just? Mm, or like, know. can it show? Well, <laughs> do you mean like um? How do you in a resume come off as confident? Yeah. Like for yeah. Like yeah. Um. Maybe. Uh, that's a good question. Would <laughs> you say that's more like... of an interview thing almost? Yeah, maybe, okay. yeah. Because we yeah. were actually talking, maybe we do a whole podcast too separate with her again on interview skills. Because I sure yeah. know I need those. Um, but before we wrap up, I also wanted to ask you, because I don't know if we want to, we can cut this out if we don't like yeah. it. But um, a lot of people, if for the people that might be listening... They are. They haven't had a job, and they want to make a resume and give it to someone for their first job. Mm-hmm. And then when it shows like work experience, they don't have any, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So how? Oh, how do you, do you sell yourself okay. on that aspect? Would you oh, say yeah. it's more that's of an a interview good thing? Back on mine, I guess. Okay. If you have to leave something blank or something like that, how yeah. Do you what? Up how do you? Yeah. So if you don't yeah. have actual work experience yeah. yet, that's where I would put in clubs right are you the you know sorry for of such and such a club that mm-hmm. you can kind of talk through what was your what type of project work did you do on that club yeah. or what kind of um organization skills you have you know you might want to elaborate a little more on clubs activities awards things like mm-hmm. that because you get the room um languages if you're fluent in, in a few languages um yeah, I, that's the kind of stuff. And I think, to be fair, especially now with COVID, I have a feeling that, you know, they're not going to be necessarily looking for kids that had work Job experience in the no. summer of 2020. Um, <laughs> but but probably the summer of 21. And, yeah. you know, so one thing actually I find, a, a, I, I love to interview and I love talking to people. And when they tell me some stuff, they say, Oh, well, I was an Eagle Scout, but I didn't put it on there. Absolutely put Eagle Scout on there. Or, well, I worked um, I worked at a pizza place, but I didn't want to put it on there. Put it on there. You know, I want to know that you were schlepping pizzas. Like, that <laughs> is cool because that means you've got customer skills. You've had to work with the public. You've had to. So I, I think a lot of kids second guess some of their high school work is not relevant when in fact even if it's a one-liner like Joe's pizza shop and I was making pizzas or delivering pizzas or whatever that stuff matters I think it's important mm-hmm. yeah, that's great I think that was yeah. really informative thank you um, oh sure so yeah we're gonna wrap this up thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for our next episode mm-hmm.